0: came out the other day but then it, I stuck it back in with fixed a and I woke up Sunday morning and it's gone it wasn't in my bed I must have just swallowed it in my sleep yeah sorry I was just I was wondering what uh, the Queen's uh, one rep max clean and jerk is but I, never popped never popped better than most of ours at the moment <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I know I'm, I'm all over Nigella but like I don't know what she does <laughs> in the <later laughs> night <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
0: stay on track stay on track Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the World Class Basics podcast. It's me, Tom Lowe, and once again, I'm joined by Mr. PH Nutrition, Liam Holmes, and Mr. Wade, Adam French. Gentlemen, out of 10, just one word, how are you? Liam? Out of 10,
1: one word. What, 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 how you are you? You know what I'm, I'm saying? Out of-, like, out of 10, how are you? Six out
0: of 10? Four out of 10?
1: I'm nine out of 10. Oh my God, right. Come back to you. Nine out of 10.
0: Jesus pretty- Christ. I'm nine. Adam. nine.
2: I'm gonna go Adam, 11.
0: Darling, how are we?
2: There we go. See, darling, look I'm, at I'm, that. I'm Liam, one, 11, 11 out of 10 this morning. <laughs> uh, cannot complain. Liam, I think we should bug you down to a seven after that response.
0: Yeah, you said nine. That's, you don't seem like a nine right now. <laughs> it was meant to be a sharp intro, and you dragged it out.
1: <laughs> I've, I've been ripping out my bathroom for the uh, last three days. Um, proper <laughs> DIY, mate. <laughs> so, uh, mate, I am good. Right, right. I'm ready for this topic. I'm yes. so, sorry for okay. the terrible.
0: So, intro. It's all right. It's all right. So, guys, the topic. Let's just crack on with it. Okay. So, nutrient time and requirements. We're gonna we're gonna break this down into three episodes. Um, pre-workout, intra, and post-workout. Uh today we're gonna talk about post-workout. Um, and we're gonna talk about nutrient time and what actually is it, the myth of the 30-minute post-workout window. We're gonna break it down into protein, carbs, and fats. Um, we're going to talk about morning and afternoon and evening training considerations, and then we're going to give you some real life examples, you know, so you can actually categorize yourself against somebody instead of just thinking, well, who, who, who does this consider to, um, it so
2: just in. A as well, doesn't it? It helps Liam answer a question without saying it depends. So, um, we've had to add this element in. So Liam will yes. actually answer the question.
1: <laughs> exactly oh, by the way, that.
0: I just want to throw in one one little funny. Uh, I'm having a new tooth put in tomorrow because we're all about nutrient time and stuff. I'm on a oh, smoothie so diet yeah. as we speak because uh, it came out the other day, but then it, I stuck it back in with fix dent and I woke up Sunday morning and it's gone. It wasn't in my bed. I must have just swallowed it in my sleep. And so it's gone through the system. So uh, my nutrient time right now is smoothies. <laughs> nice. Can you imagine waking what, up and you're like, What's missing? I just felt naked. And I was naked, but like I felt double You can't eat, can eat other
1: liquid food, you can eat soups, no?
0: Oh uh, like,
1: I've got that new little soup in it's, there.
0: It's on overload right now because it's so sensitive. Yeah. But tomorrow's the day. Anyway, I digress. Good Let's man. go in. So Liam, what is nutrient timing? Please just break that down first. Let's go.
1: Cool. Right. Yeah. Nutrient timing basically is involving eating certain foods uh, at strategic times um, to in order to achieve certain outcomes to or, or elicit a specific response. And usually this is to enhance, you know, training adaptations. So basically kind of when you eat your food as opposed to uh, what you eat. But we're hopefully going to go into a little bit of the what as well today.
0: Yeah. OK, so. I'm going to go straight in with another question. Today I'm going to fire questions out at, at you. Um, oh, yeah. I, I get this a lot from my clients. I've probably asked it myself back in the day. Um, the myth of the 30-minute post-workout window. Is it actually true, mate? Because not a myth. Oh, God. Oh, God.
1: Okay, not go. a myth. Okay, well, go. I'm going to jump in before Adam takes over. It's not a myth. It does exist. But I'm not going to say it depends. But it's... It does exist. There is some, some some specific physiological adaptations that happen in the post-workout window. Um, nutrient timing is something that uh, that we can be um, using to our advantage. It's just whether we actually should do it. Okay, there are certain scenarios, certain situations, certain people's that, uh, certain people that can take advantage of it. So there is a you know some some, some specific changes. Um, it's just whether we actually need to worry about them. Mm. that's my that's my take on yeah it.
2: i mean i'll jump in that i think it's it's a big the the 30 minute window this anabolic window it's been pushed by supplement brands for the last 20 25 years since the dawn of supplements um and it's basically they're trying to say you have to have a shake within 30 minutes otherwise you're going to lose your gains you're going to you're going to affect your recovery in 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 theory there's a lot of research that says yes um post workout nutrition within a 30 minute protein especially has shown to improve recovery, improve muscle protein synthesis, stop the breakdown of muscle. However, there is—we'll talk about all this stuff, to, stuff today—but it's not necessarily true. It's not the only time you can have it. In theory, you could take a, a protein shake before your workout and have the same effect as if you had it after your workout. Yeah. Um, this this thirty-minute window, this window after a workout, does become more relevant when we, when we when you're in a fasted state. So we will talk about that today, but. It's, it kind of is true, but it's not the only thing like Liam just said there. There are other times for me. Recovery is the one or two days after a workout. Um, you, there's there's science that shows up to probably 48 on average, 36 hours that you're, you're in a muscle protein breakdown uh, state. So your, your muscles are actually breaking down for up to 40 hours after your workout. So two days is a, it's a theory that you need to be making, making sure you've got protein in your diet. But um I've got my recommendations on when to have your post-workout nutrition and as does Liam. So we can talk about those throughout the podcast. Yeah,
0: but like, so it, it seems like common sense that as soon as you finish training and you've obviously tore muscle fibers, that the best thing to do would be to get protein on board immediately, right? That that just seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, yeah but yeah, if you're not
2: I, training yeah. the next day, if you're not training until the next day or you're having a rest day the next day, then it's not as relevant. Um, it becomes more relevant when you're training if you're fasted before, but also comes more relevant if you are training. If say if you're working out in the morning and you're training in the evening, then yes, it becomes more relevant. um So that that's that's for me. I don't know what you've your Liam's got his arms crossed, <laughs> looking, into <the> future, <laughs> looking into the distant future. But it looks like a I'm, just, ten I'm, ten. Just, I'm <laughs> just
1: trying to I'm just, look, I'm just trying to ponder my answer here. But like protein, it, you know, it's, it. I don't think you should be saying ad. But correct me if I'm wrong that it isn't important post-workout and it be, just because you've got a rest day the next day that you shouldn't worry about protein post-workout like you should, protein I'm, I'm should be referring relatively consistent. To probably the
2: 30 minute window i think oh, okay is it okay. urgent okay. i think we're still about on a 30 minute window now so yes post-workout okay. and i think post-workout does when does that finish is it two hours but yeah. 30 minute window i think is, is it's not necessary it's not a necessity but actually for me it does help your overall nutrition and i'll talk about why yeah Later. Right, so yeah, let me
0: let me come in as the intermediary then so when you finish your session you don't have to run into the to the bathroom or the change room i should say and crack a shake <laughs> but it would be, <laughs> you know, you it would yours, be wise
1: bro? it would be wise
0: <laughs> to to have some form of post-workout uh, protein shake or nutrition within two hours of your session post-session would you say would we all yeah. agree on that
1: one i think for protein side of things i would say that that is a sensible thing to do for the majority of people um as we know when we exercise we are breaking down muscle tissue in some form now obviously that depends on the type of exercise that we're doing the intensity the volume but most exercise you know when you're doing muscle contractions at a certain intensity certain whatever exercise you will be creating like tom said like you know you will be breaking down muscle uh, muscle uh, depleting energy stores in, in some way as well causing fatigue and we yeah. need protein to repair and regenerate so for people that are training regularly i think like you say it's a pretty good recommendation to making sure them. that they're getting some form making sure no. that they're getting some form of protein in a you know a close proximity to their session now we are you know talking about shakes and i think people can kind of got often go like oh i have to take a protein shake no you can eat food as well so getting mm-hmm. some form of protein post-workout is a sensible thing to do for, for the majority of people tom one thing on that you you, you made a, a good point there like when we exercise obviously blood is um trans well uh, it's kind of shunted from our you know less important Physiological functions such as our, um, you know, kind of reproductive, reproductive system, our gut, to the, to the muscles, to the brain, because our, you know, sympathetic nervous system is activated. We're in our, you know, people have heard of fight or flight. We're in that fight mode. You know, we're going at it. So the, the body is sensible and actually, you know, puts us uh, in a sympathetic nervous system, and that's activated. We're going at it. So when we finish our, our session we're still in that state okay we haven't had time yet to relax and come into a more parasympathetic state which is what we should be in for hopefully the majority of our meal times because that's when gut function is activated that's where we're in a better better state to absorb and uh, digest the food that we t- that we take in so even though there's a post-workout 30-minute window that we're talking about here i would encourage people to like say not be rushing as soon as they've Finish the yeah. session, drop the barbell, whatever. To be chugging anything, eating anything, just give yourself that little bit of leeway of ten to fifteen minutes, just to allow yourself to kind of you know calm down a little bit, relax, um, yeah. and like you say, use that if you're going to if you go into to be worrying about a thirty minute window maybe kind of like say take
2: a lot, of people, get, a lot of people ask us about. especially because we we, we we specialize in the sort of stomach friendly space why do i get bloated it tends to be if you, mm. if you do chug it within a couple of minutes of working out like you've just said leon the blood flow hasn't got to you isn't circulating in your, in your stomach properly yet so if you chug yep. it down within two minutes it's probably yep. going to make you bloated because the blood flow isn't is, is is great within that area of the body so take your time um you know 33 so, minutes well, or 30 minutes just just take time
0: There were some big, big words in there, um, and I'm I'm still quite confused by them. But it's basically as, as simple as this. Once you finish your session, instead of jamming a shake, why don't you go calm down, do some stretching, have a chat with your mates, tell them how bad you snatched again. And then once you calm down 15 minutes plus, you know, 30 minutes onwards, that's when you can then think about having a protein shake because you're calm and you're not in fight mode.
1: Perfect. Absolutely yes. perfect, See, even, wow, as woman,
0: even as a Welshman, even as a Welshman with seven GCSEs, I pulled it out the bag boom!
1: Yeah, yeah perfect, seven. mate. Good stuff. Um, so obviously, we're, we've been talking about protein here, like yes. You know, so, so well, I was gonna
0: ask you, I was gonna ask you, um, what should we be having post workout because I'm sure it's not Skittles,
1: no. <laughs> Oh, maybe it depends.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: to get a T-shirt with that one. Can anybody to, just answer yeah.
0: direct today? You bloody hell! I No, I. I thought we did a right.
1: I thought we did all right on that protein yeah. post workout. I'm, yeah, I'm only joking. I'm but only joking. Look, the uh, so what should we be eating kind of post workout? Um, again, remember, guys, we are talking about macronutrients here. We're talking about protein, carbs. We're going to go into fats as well. Um, but we we eat food, so you know for me like you don't need to be having a shake you can eat real food um and then the you know protein should be relatively consistent now should you be eating carbohydrates so i think we should go into that now now carbohydrates should be kind of um potentially matched to the the volume and intensity that you've that you've been doing so higher volume higher intensity maybe longer duration then you are going to be depleting muscle and liver glycogen a little bit more so the requirement to refuel is going to be heightened. So you can then be going, okay, well, maybe I need a little bit more carbohydrates. Whereas if you did something quite low intensity, low volume, maybe, do you know, you really didn't push yourself, then you might kind of not necessarily need to be refilling the tank. So then you can be like, okay, maybe I can just focus on the protein post-workout and maybe leave the carbohydrates to a meal later in the day or or your first kind of solid meal post-workout so i think the tank is kind of really on a bit me, of a slightly yeah.
2: scale yeah the tank the tank analogy is really good because basically post-workout nutrition is about replenishment so yeah. it's about replenishing the stores that you've just lost so think about a yeah. tank you've, if you're doing a high intensity exercise whether that's crossfit whether that's for a run bike whatever football game rugby game you would have used up the the energy which is the sugar in your in your muscles which you need to replenish um a lot of people have the, the false uh viewpoint on that um it's just protein that builds muscle, but you need the energy to do that and that comes from carbohydrates. So if you're just if you if you are having quite an intense work and you're not having enough carbohydrates, you firstly you're gonna have not enough of energy in your body, but it's gonna affect how you feel and how you recover generally. So they are yeah. they are just as important.
0: So adding carbs, add in carbs, is that what we're saying?
1: Well, adding carbs in certain scenarios definitely, because I think you got some stats on it. Add like, like in terms of resistance training, and I think there's some there's more cross-fit ones as well. Yeah, it sort was of performing six
2: sets of twelve um, leg extensions. Um, actually, was shown to reduce glycogen stores by about forty percent. So this is that's that's not that intense really, but that would have been. That's quite a few sets, to be fair. But it, it's not just running it that you know. You'd be surprised how much glycogen you you will burn during a sort of a hit session or a smaller CrossFit session. So um, it's all really really hard to work out. You don't want to get a calculator at the back of the workout. Yeah, how many sets have I done today? How many have I done of this? Just generally, as long as you're. I think we we've talked about we've touched on it a little bit already. It's it's the twenty four hours after your workout that's just as important as the, the ten minutes or half an hour, but. You need to be making sure that you've got if you are doing intense exercise some form of carbohydrates again that can be doesn't have to be a shake it can be from from real food as as well as, as in the same principle the reason why shakes yeah. are so popular is because it's convenient and um, it's yeah, a convenience course um if people like might go back to the office and think oh you know i haven't got time to eat they, well, a lot of people work at lunchtime in the morning the reason why shakes are so popular is because for the convenience whether that's protein and they taste good part. they taste good now back a couple of, you know five
0: ten years ago they they tasted like sandpaper I would rather literally lick the floor but now there's brands out there and one of them is uh, yeah. Wade and let me tell yeah. you right yeah. there it tastes yeah. good I t- I promise Somewhere, you this yeah. uh, three of my clients now Adam um drink Wade right and they legit have said that they would order it in a restaurant as a dessert as a, as a nice.
2: so you're doing well mate. coming to a, a restaurant near you soon yeah can you
0: imagine that? You go to some five star Mission uh, Star restaurant, and then you're just like, I'll take a whipped protein
1: shake.
2: Yeah, well, you, s- you say that, mate. We're actually stocked in Claridge's, so it is hey. in a five star. Hey. It's the Queen's Hotel. Nice
1: little so name drop there.
2: Love that. The Queen loves it, yeah. Name dropping, getting the, get the gains <laughs> on,
0: <laughs>
2: ah. mate, I, and then I, also I, Wimbledon Cafe, if you if you want to know. So Roger, Roger Feder after Wimbledon always has a red shake. But next, I wonder, sorry, uh, um, I, I, what, yeah, sorry, I was just I was
0: wondering what uh, the Queen's uh, one rep max clean and jerk is, but I, never pod, never pod. Anyway, facts. probably mate, most, as you, as you, you, most of ours at the moment.
1: <laughs> as you age, protein becomes more important, so you need a little <laughs> bit more protein as you age. You know, there's anabolic yeah, resistance. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's another part, but boy. maybe we'll get the Queen on as our first guest. What do you do post workout nutrition now? Are you <laughs> in your nineties? Can you just see uh, Philip walking what? in with a protein in his hand, couldn't you? philip Hang on, hang on,
1: hang on. Maybe got, maybe fat.
2: Right, right carbohydrates.
1: I wanna no no no. I'm oh we're still in carbs. Yes, oh, we, 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 done we, done we haven't we haven't car- cleared it car- up because it's such a it's such a it's such a uh a big area. So often again people can get, I think, a little bit lazy by saying like oh we do crossfit you do high intensity that yeah, automatically means that you're burning carbohydrates and that you should be shoveling and in the load post-workout um to recover now we've all had that session where maybe we haven't really kind of performed that well whether we're doing olympic lifting or gymnastics or or whatever and potentially we're not be you know performing that well in that session so you're talking about um are you burning that many carbohydrates or glycogen in a certain session? And we know that kind of maybe if you're having a poor session that you might not have hit your lifts. So are you depleting your energy stores that much? Maybe, maybe not. We've hauled that workout where maybe we go really, really hard at the start for the first 30 seconds and then just end up staring at the bar for eight minutes. Um, are you burning? Are you burning carbohydrates in that session? Potentially, potentially not. And we've all had that, you know, that one where we've gone into a uh, into our class and it's like, well, there's like 20 minutes mobility at the start and then we do a little bit of like, you know, activation or skill work. And if you haven't quite got the skill yet, maybe doing muscle-up transitions or whatever. And then it's like an eight-minute AMRAP at the end. I'm looking at it yeah. going, well, there's an hour's work there and I've only really done a couple of burpees and uh, a little bit on the rower at the end. And I'm like, well... I don't know if that's really burnt that many carbohydrates. So mm. be very wary, guys, the listeners here, of, of going, just because you're doing HIIT or CrossFit or whatever, that you automatically should be shoveling in a load of carbohydrates because people have told you that, oh, carb, CrossFit, you know, oh, that's carbohydrate dominant. You definitely burn carbohydrates in all your sessions. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. And, again, you've got to look at the bigger picture, and I think we're going to come on to this after facts about you know, should you be adding in carbs and fats? And we'll go into some, some, uh, some. Liam, just question for you on the well, football side. Just be wary. Liam, mm.
2: can I ask a question? You know, let me talk about, it depends on what you did in the session. When you were at, like the football clubs, would you look at the post-workout nutrition, say of, um, certain players that didn't do as much work on the pitch? Say like a, a striker that we don't really do much. That's the position I play. You can probably tell. Um, what Would kind of you... striker are you? I, I
0: was a striker, and I was knackered at the end of the game. I presented. goalscorer yeah, in no. like
2: two years in a row, but whatever. I will get the golden boot out if you want to see it. Um, we can <laughs> continue that later. Goalkeeper. <laughs> goalkeeper. goalkeeper, but a goalkeeper. say, but someone like Berbatov, for example, am not trying to. He wouldn't run as much as a centre midfielder or a, a tracking a winger for a wing back. Is the nutrition yeah. different? And just out of interest, really.
1: Yeah, it was. Um yeah you would you would you would you would tailor it um it would be very much down to body composition as well um Mm -hmm. so you know players that were maybe kind of still over the uh still on a little bit of a chubby side then they would only have protein we would we would have removed the carbohydrates from them uh, and Mm -hmm. then advise them on their post-workout meal it would also then depend on what you know uh what games are coming up what's what's the next day and i think that's something that, that you know listeners can take home like what are you going to be doing the next day you know what you, What? you what's coming up so if we had you know say a Berber didn't you know run that much and you know but we had like a week off then yeah post-workout should becomes less important so you, you can know, always tell what a game you played
2: did. if the nutritionist says you don't need any food mate you like, yeah 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 really like,
1: add, no it did that, if we didn't marry we'd just be like right, dominoes,
2: dominoes um, well they've
1: but got no, the, it, the little vest now don't they they track how many steps they run so i'd imagine it's a lot yeah, easier so we, than we would than your the, again you're you're looking at you're looking at performance here guys and mm. as long as it's kind of aligned with their body composition in the game is such a small part of the week you know, you've got to be thinking like they've warmed up, it's quite intense They, you know, even if they haven't done as much as you think that they have, like it's still relatively important to recover to make sure that they're, they're ready to go. And, yep. you know, it's a slightly yep. bit different because it's such a performance and recovery based sport that, mm. you know, um, that you need to have this as the thing. So this is a real great example of nutrient timing is more important, the kind of more competitive and higher level that you become. So, you know, you, we needed to, to try and find any 1% that we could do to, to, to help people to recover. So, that was definitely something we took into account.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was
1: individualized by each player, but on the whole, yeah. So, we had carb shakes, we had protein only shakes, and they would be given to specific players. Um, mm. But, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so,
0: can I, can I ask it now? Of course. Uh,
1: what about fats, mate? <laughs> fats. Maybe maybe people are gonna disagree with me on this one um, because it's just it's just my thoughts on it uh, from from uh, from working with clients. So a lot of the research. So if anyone reads all of the articles, they will be like, don't put fats in your post workout. And I'm I've been saying it. I uh, we say it pretty much on the whole. But I was just researching this pod and doing a bit more kind of reading about it, and I'm like, a lot of our clients maybe you guys can resonate with it. Maybe the listeners can as well, where you would take a, you know, after a workout, you maybe take a shake and then you're, you, you're pretty ravenous, you know, like, uh, or, you know, like for the, for the post-workout window, maybe kind of three hours or, or four hours and you just can't satiate that hunger. You know, you you just kind of like, you take something and then you eat something and then you like, you know, can you, you, you could just be like, I kind of want to eat that again. Have you had that? Yeah. I have, definitely. 100%. Good. I thought you were going to hang me out to dry there, yeah, lads, because you both hesitated. But, T, I know I've seen you plough through those oats and then want to go again. And um, go
0: again, and then order Nando's, and then after Nando's, consider McDonald's. No, uh... <laughs> yeah, but
1: th- that's that's it. Like you know, if people aren't taking shakes, they maybe delay their their, their intake for you know forty five minutes to an hour. Then they eat something protein and carbohydrate rich because that's what we've been told to eat post workout. Uh, minimize the fats. Again, I've been guilty of this, but then they're hungry an hour later, you know, and then they're like oh, okay. Then they maybe don't make a, a, as a good of a choice. So Mm. I'm saying like, look, I'm just chucking it out there to say maybe that at certain times that we could add a little bit of fat in post-workout to delay the speed of digestion, to improve satiety, to help manage people's kind of like hunger levels and, and, um, you know, um, the way that they kind of structure the rest of their day in that post-workout meal.
2: Do you think that's more relevant for people working out in the morning at lunchtime as well? Obviously, at the night time, you're going to work out, eat, and then you're going to go to bed,
1: aren't you? Yeah. Or you does say it that roll again. over to breakfast the next day? Well, you you say that, but you know, some people might wake up in the middle of the in the night hungry. You know, it might because you get you like get a, a drop. Like Nigella, I've got no what she does at night. I don't
2: know. You must have seen um, Nigella when she goes down to the, She has a midnight. You, you know, am I talking midnight, to thanks. people? That all the listeners out there must have Toilet, seen Nigella. She's famous for it. She'll, she'll, go know, the, uh, she'll go down in the she'll go down to the fridge.
1: Anyway, carry anyway, on. I, I, I like but, Nigella. Fuck it. Yeah, man. I know. I'm, I'm all over Nigella, but like I don't know what she does <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God. Stay, on oh, stay on track! Stay on track Stay on track. But he's <clears> interrupting <throat> me with Nigella. I was on a sorry. Giving, I'm um, giving the listeners some real actionable advice little. here. And you're talking about what Nigella does in the middle of the night. Apologies. Carry on. on. No, I'm just saying, nine, like, eating protein and carbohydrates potentially can spike your blood sugar. You can get a rebound. Um, so at night, even it, it, I don't think it really matters, mate, of the timing. I think at mm. night, yes, people that train at 6 30, they might eat at eight o'clock. Then people might get the late night munchies. So, you know, they also might get a disruption in their sleep patterns because they've eaten a lot of protein and carbs and had a bit of a, you know, drop in blood sugar or whatever. I'm just saying that, that don't be, lazy and just say oh don't ever eat fats post-workout again it can delay the digestion of your um, of the nutrients so if you're looking to to kind of space things out and become a little bit more you know balanced with your intake because you're always hungry two hours after your meal you're always you know snacking on whatever then i think it's a useful strategy for some people obviously still within their whole caloric intake of the day they need to be aware mm. of but it doesn't have the. It's not the bad guy that I think a lot of the research and um, fitness and nutrition people are making it out to be post-workout because, again, right. nutrient timing doesn't become as as important when you're, you know, when you're not kind of maybe training twice a day or you're an elite athlete or whatever. So just something for yeah. put out there, guys. Just my thoughts.
2: Well,
1: if so, anyone wants to come at me, um,
0: just this is one I get asked a fair bit. And so, say you've trained today. But now you're going to take a rest day tomorrow. Um, yep. Post workout nutrition, you, we've kind of kind of touched up on it a little bit. Is it is it as important because you you're going to have you're going to have maybe eight eight meals before your next train?
1: Yeah. No, it, this is a scenario where it's a tool that you can use, like nutrient timing is a, is a, it's a tool in the toolbox to help maximize your recovery, but it's not essential to do it. So this is one that you should know about it. But it's up to you if you really, really focus on it. So, like you say, mate, you've got so many, so much time and so many feeds before the next meal, before the next, sorry, training session, that you are, are going to be adequately recovered as long as your intake is good and yeah. you know, etc. So you, 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 you know, you're going to go into that next session absolutely fine. So, like, mate, it's a really good point for for majority of people that are training maybe kind of four days a week and then maybe three rest days. Then, yeah, the, before you, the day before your rest day. It's definitely something that you don't need to worry about nutrient timing,
0: 100%. Yeah, that's, just, that's how I explain it to them. Just to be a bit streetwise about it, you know. It's, yeah. it's, look at your training schedule. Um, if you're going to be doing two or three days in a row, then I, I would say be diligent with your nutrient timing because it's going to help your recovery tenfold. Mm-hmm. But if you're training Monday, rest day, Tuesday, train Wednesday, rest day, Thursday, then all right, you know, try and stick within your macros. But, you know, don't cry if you forgot that that post-workout shake. Would we agree on that? Yeah, 100%, mate.
1: 100%. Like you say, and if you are training every day, you know, then, yeah, maybe as you, you accumulate a little bit of fatigue over the week, then maybe like, so say if you train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, take Friday off, right? Then maybe Wednesday and Thursday you might want to, just kind of take advantage of the nutrient timing and maybe kind of, you know, make sure that you are getting something post-workout because you've accumulated a bit of fatigue T you're going to be trained then the next day. Um, so again, it's something that you can use at certain times, but I'm going to hang out I'm gonna, um, after every session.
0: I'm going to add one more question in because I get asked this a lot as well. I know I spoke to you about it before Liam, but kind of actual food, post-workout food now is, um, that have uh, anti-inflammatory benefits, just list them off for the listeners because that's one of the things that happens, the aches and the, and how inflamed we feel. can we can we um can we counteract that with some types of foods?
1: Yeah, you can um, but getting in like uh, like anti-inflammatory foods like a lot of the anti-inflammatory a lot of the reason why you're sore is potentially because you're a maybe not eating enough, maybe not eating enough protein. Maybe not eating enough carbohydrates to help your body to recover. Okay, so that's the number one thing. The amount that you're eating uh is definitely there. The biggest thing as well is to try and remove pro-inflammatory foods. You know, like all of the, you know, potentially alcohol, cakes, biscuits, processed foods, like things like this. These can these can cause inflammation. So everyone kind of goes into like, well, I need to add in turmeric and cinnamon and ginger and oily fish. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you do, but you know you're eating terribly like adding a little <laughs> bit of turmeric to your whatever i ain't gonna make a difference <laughs> so <laughs> it's, a a it's, a, it's a, thing, a world-class but... world-class basis isn't it that's why we started this because that. there's
2: no point adding all these things in if you're not if, you, if you're boozing every night or you're yeah. having a, a cake on or oreo
1: yeah and you got a bit on a hydrolyzed kind of whey protein but sorry yeah, just we go on that tom um cool. on the antioxidants so you're saying about like anti-inflammatory antioxidants like having high-dose antioxidants around your training window, so, like, maybe people are taking, like, you know, like, Cherry Active or tart cherry juice or, you know, yeah. high-dose maybe kind of vitamin C or anything like that is potentially going to uh, interfere with the training adaptation. So, you can use these away from your workout. If you're really feeling that like your recovery is is poor and you're sore, then maybe use it on rest days or meals that are away from your workout window. Um, it can interfere with, like, the signaling in terms of training adaptation so just something to be aware of there so hmm. um but yeah you, and you got some stuff on hydrolyzed way in terms of uh yes yeah obviously it's, it.
2: It, it's something I, I know a lot about because it's it's my it's my business and it's just to, to clarify with tom it's it, those listening to the blooper reel it's hydrolyzed way not hydrogenized way it's not uht <laughs> um so, just a very
0: New quick.
2: Listen to uh, the this is the seventh episode, <laughs> which shows the uh, the blooper reel. It's quite interesting. Um, just just a very quick one. The difference between hydrolyzed whey is that it's it's partially broken down, so the the long chain amino acids, because amino acids are like little chains, are partially broken down. Basically, means it gets into your bloodstream quicker. And now, what that does is. Originally, hydrolyzed whey was used by a lot of elite athletes because it gets into the bloodstream quicker. And science has shown when combined with carbohydrates that you can fully recover so your muscle strength can get back to a near 100% within six hours. So if you are training in the morning, a lot of CrossFit athletes, a lot of programmers are doing an endurance session in the morning and a muscle session in the evening and again especially with elite athletes they can they can almost get back to full strength within within 6 hours if you compare that to an intact whey which is basically a whey concentrate or a whey isolate um at 6 hours there's still around about six, 6 60 to 70% on some studies that show that actually they're not at full strength so if you are looking at training twice a day hydrolyzed whey can be a great way to do that because it allows you to recover pretty much near to to full capacity which um I always say when we're speaking to people is your post workout meal especially if you're training consistently a lot we're not talking about your weekend warriors here we're talking about people that are doing twice a day on a consistent basis your post your first post workout meal is your pre workout meal for your next workout so if you don't have your post workout nutrition on point, and you will train again the next day, then it's going to affect your next session, and it just goes down and down and down from there, and that, that can lead to overtraining. So, just um, some some stats there on on that. Nice,
0: very good. I I will, I will say right now, I did not know that, so thank you. Uh, I have been enlightened. <laughs> well, it wasn't
2: UHT milk.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm about to put a massive order in from
2: your website. <laughs> um, <laughs> <thank> you. <laughs> this code oh. is available online. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, pH fifteen. I need more than fifteen. No, Tom no, Low fifteen. <laughs>
0: Tom Low fifteen. <laughs> no, he hasn't
1: got one, has he?
0: Jeez. You know it, mate. I, honestly, I'm selling a lot of product here. No, I'm.
2: Joking. Yeah, all joke, yeah, all jokes aside, though, guys. If you do, we do have some some deals. So, um, reach out to us. We might we might create a pod one or something. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting to to know about the science behind that for
1: sure. Especially if you're it a geek, geek like me. Yeah, um gonna... and, and... go on, Liam. No, 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 mate. Far away.
0: I was just gonna. I was gonna just flip in with the next question, Um, Mm. because oh Jesus, I've been asked this seven thousand times throughout (laughs) my uh, PT career. Fasted requirements and should I do fasted cardio? And uh, now let's just go on fasted requirements post workout, right? Because otherwise, we could talk for about seven hours. Do you want to drop this one, Liam?
1: Yeah, I've done a lot
0: of research as well. I'm just going to hand this one over because I'm going to sit back and I'm going to write my notes so I can then give these to my clients over the next couple of months. Goodness me. Fasted requirements, right. post-workout. Who wants to
1: start? Go Post-workout nutrition becomes more important if there's no pre-workout nutrition. So yeah. that's the number one thing. Mm. Um, protein should be consistent. I think if you're training fasted, again, just, getting in some form of protein uh post-workout is essential and then again fats and carbohydrates should be on that sliding scale using the advice that we've uh, that we've given you um but yeah I, I would say that it does become more important mate if there's not.
2: yeah zero. from a from a nutrition for protein specific sort of my area expertise it's it's almost essential to have that post-workout protein element of it whether that's protein and carbs or whatever um, yep. as, as soon as possible otherwise you can go into the, the catabolic state where your muscles start breaking down so actually a lot of the reasons why we have this anabolic window and the research is done a lot of that research is done on people that are fasted so it does become yep. a lot more important but you can also if you want to break a fast um have maybe have a protein shake before a workout it does the same difference it's still in the bloodstream you're not going to use it up during the workout but um yep. personally i would always have a shake um after work i train in the morning fasted i will always have a shake afterwards um
1: yeah we actually um that's that's a good point actually we actually um had a couple of clients who were training fasted kind of weightlifting and doing crossfit so very kind of carbohydrate glycogen dominant coming off of overnight fast feeling a little bit sluggish in that morning workout and then taking a shake post-workout with carbohydrates and then eating a protein and carbohydrate meal within that for after like 45 minutes afterwards and i kind of said to them i'm like you're, you're eating a lot in that post-workout window you know you're maybe eating 900 calories in that post-workout window there i'm like what if you moved your protein and carbohydrate shake it was like a two to one shake so um 20 grams of car- protein 40 grams of carbs i said like, move yeah. that pre-workout mm. i was like it's going to provide you your body with you know say like prevention of kind of muscle breakdown it's circulating um, protein in your in your bloodstream but it's going to give you a little bit of energy as well for that for that session plus you're not then asking your body to digest quite a lot of food post-workout mm. in, in quite a short amount of time and uh, there's such good results <laughs> like they yeah. were feeling so much better in their session they felt great but it's distributed their intake a little bit more evenly and they didn't feel bloated because they weren't having like a big shake and then eating a meal afterwards so i'm like for guys that are doing that, like yes, Tom, like you say, like you've been asked a million times, is fastest training better or not? Like, just get fitter. Don't worry about like fasting yeah. training. Just do yeah. your training. Nine it's the average, it, that's isn't that's it? It's the average, yeah. So, you know, to kind of dive into it,
2: Liam? What is what is the what is the definition of fasted? How long is that? Because say when I used to work in an office for my sins. I'd have lunch at half 12 one and I I would train in the evening at seven o'clock. How long is that fasted? Um, I had not eaten in the afternoon.
1: Yeah. I mean, mate, that's, that's a, that's a very hard question to answer. Um, I think, I mean, I mean, it depends really does (laughs) depend. Like if if you've eaten, if you've eaten, you know, if your meal is consisted of protein and salad, then you're probably going to be classed as fasted about three hours after that. Whereas if you've eaten, you know, a massive burrito with protein, slow digesting carbohydrates and loads of fat from cheese and sour cream, then it's gonna be digesting for a lot longer than, you know, two, three, four hours. So it's still gonna be in your bloodstream. So to say what class has fasted is is quite hard to do, mate. But um, Okay. But yeah. Ask again fasted later.
0: Fasted is a scary Sorry. topic and we're gonna park it. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, in the bin. We're gonna we're gonna move on now. Um, and I think this is gonna really help the listeners. We're gonna give two real life examples. Liam, Adam, you're gonna break it down for us. Um just so you can kind of say, Oh, actually, that is quite similar to my schedule or routine. Um, so we've got option one, Dolly Parton, nine to five office worker who trains on the evenings of Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and her rest days are Wednesday and the weekend. So let's go with Dolly. What should she be kind of, um, you know, taking in consideration post workout? If you were to, you know, say, this is what you should do, Dolly, do this, please.
1: Is, do- is-, is Dolly trying to lose a little bit of weight?
0: Dolly's trying to lose a little bit of weight, just a little bit. Nothing
1: special. She's trying to lose a little bit of weight. Okay. She's trying to lean out, still to perform well. Okay. So she changed Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday evening. So for me, she needs to be potentially focusing on her nutrient timing and getting in maybe, um, some protein and carbohydrates on Mondays and Thursdays, okay? Because she's going to be training two days in a row. Um, she wants to maximize the adaptations for Monday session and fuel, like Adam said, like for the Tuesday session. But Tuesdays, she's got all of day, all of that, all of Wednesday and all of Thursday before she trains in the evening to refuel. So you got to say six, seven feeds, and then Friday. She's not, she's not training over the weekend. So She's got two days to recover from Monday. So she's absolutely mm. fine. You know, so cool. there she can just be like, okay, I'm just going to dial things in on those two days. The rest of the time, I'm just going to, you know, not worry about it uh, and just eat over a nice kind of like space, balanced day, uh, balanced intake over the day. Yeah. Awesome. But Can't but the, that yeah post-workout, she just, she can be like protein, you know, is more important on, um, so carbohydrates are more important on the monday and thursday but she should still be taking protein in some form making sure in her post-workout meal that she has some form of protein because she's training quite regularly you know it, you know it's four days a week so making sure that mm. she is taking that protein post-workout mate would you agree Ed? yeah 100
2: yeah. percent agree the only issue i've got with dolly is and, and the song in general dolly parton's original song is who the hell works nine till five it's nine till half five or nine till six. I mean, who are these people? But that's a different pod. I
1: don't know she's got a good gig. She's got a good
2: setup.
0: <laughs> yeah. <nine laughs> um, all right. So let's go on to subject number two. We got Joe Rugby, professional athlete who trains twice a day, once in the morning and again in the afternoon or evening, six days a week, and he has a rest on Thursday. This guy is a working out
1: lunatic. What should he have? Yeah. Yeah. Absolute monster. Mate, nutrient timing does become important here because what's he, his goal is to improve his performance, and he needs to maximise his recovery. So recovery is is paramount, and by doing that, he should be taking protein and carbohydrates, you know, post workout, because the nature of what he's doing. If he, if he, I'm just basing it off his name. He's he's playing rugby, um,
0: uh, cricket. That's a, that's
1: a, <laughs> that's a cricket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a carbohydrate-dominant sport. You know, It's anaerobic. He's going to be, you know, be doing a lot of uh, resistance training, so he's going to be depleting muscle glycogen. So he needs both protein and carbohydrates. So I would definitely say that, that after most sessions, he should be focusing on uh, making sure that within that 30 minutes that he's getting some form mm-hmm. of protein and carbohydrates. On his rest day, I would advise him as well to make sure that he is keeping his intake quite high Similar to a training day, not necessarily take, taking shakes or whatever, but making sure that he doesn't drop his intake because that is when he's going to be growing. That's his growth day, not a rest day, because he's trained mm. so regularly. So keep it yeah. consistent. Make sure he's nailing nutrient timing. Make sure he's uh, eating regularly over the day, uh, and uh, then he'll be uh, he'll be flying.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I think, agreed. I think they're good points, and and like I said, there's there are two subjects there, two people who. I think the listeners can to, can um, kind of compare themselves to. We got a lot of CrossFitters lifting who train like absolute lunatics, and then we do have the the kind of nine to fivers. So I think that's really really yeah. helpful. Um, let's wrap it up, boys. I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Um, mm-hmm. So, what's your final thoughts, um, Liam? Adam, take it away. Uh, recommendations? Let's go.
2: Yeah, I think for, I can start. Basically, you know, if you're training twice a day, if you're training the next day with the 30 minute window becomes into effect. I think the reason why the 30 minute window is great because it gets you into a routine, whether that, you know, quick shake just generally gets people into a routine to, to get the protein in. The reason why protein shakes are so good is because they allow you to easily get 20, 30 grams of protein in without having to overeat in your next meal, which can be the case. If I've been yeah. to a supermarket hungry after a workout. So I think it's all about those two scenarios. Um, and that your post workout is effectively your pre workout meal for your next session. Um, it links to the first point, so it's all about looking at when you're going to train next um, before when you looking at your post-workout nutrition. So yeah, that's a big Leon. points for me.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely superb. There to be like, uh, it does get you into a routine. So if you are, you know, I would I would encourage listeners to be like, if you if you're not recovering properly, like if you know if you feel sore regularly, if you feel sluggish, if you feel that you're not kind of making progress in terms of gaining muscle or or whatever, losing body fat then yeah, maybe this is uh, something that you can add in to, to enhance your, to your adaptation. So being aware of how you're feeling, I think then you can make it more of importance. Um, but it does become more important in certain scenarios. We just need to identify, you know, for we, when and which person. So don't think that it is something that you have to do every single session. It is a tool that you can use in certain scenarios, in certain situations. Um, so, you know, hopefully today is kind of, helped you understand that post-workout nutrition can be protein, can be carbs, can be protein, carbs and fats can be everything. And you don't have to do it after every single session. Uh, and if you can make it work for you over the week, um, then hopefully you're going to be uh, getting the most out of your training. Boom.
0: Love it. Absolutely love it. Right. So post-workout nutrition or nutrient timing, we've just smashed out of the park. It's done. Thank you. Yep. Done. Um, we'll talk about pre-workout on the next pod um so guys, email in any questions you have about pre workout. My God, I can already see some of the questions coming in because I can't tell you how many times I get asked about pre workout. I can't, and I'm excited for this, so we can just debunk mm. some myths and when we can park it. And next time we get asked, I can say episodes,
2: whatever episode we're on now. Just listen. There's episode. so much there's so much research as well that shows you how effective pre workout can oh. be. So oh, I love it. It's all, it's and- all me next week.
0: I'm sure we've. I'll talk about my specific pre workout routine where I shout at myself. Yeah, and let's do that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, this, <laughs> Come on, Tom, you got it. Let's go. And then I speed walk. So, um, so it'll be a great topic. Um, guys, info at worldclassbasics.com. That's our email address. Please email in your questions for that because it'd be great to, to hear some of those. Um, as always, it's a pleasure, gentlemen, Liam, Adam. To chat away, I really enjoy this. Lovely um, We're going to get some guests on soon as well. We're going to throw that out there. We're going to get some guests yeah. on. It's time. It's time for some big names. We've got some big
2: guests, quite um, literally as well. Very good. So
0: we're, we're going to lock that in, guys. Keep training. Listen to the pod; it will help you tenfold. World class basics. Thank you, and good morning. See you later, guys and girls. Bye bye. Here he goes. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>